hello. You're listening to the Cassandra Mac podcast, where we maximize success and de-stress from the mess through a biblical lens. Make sure to hang out until the end. I have a special prayer that I'm going to pray just for you. When you have a moment, stop by the website, CassandraMacMinistries.com. Check out our books, inspirational mugs, hoodies, and t-shirts, all designed with your mental health in mind to inspire you to live your blessed life. If August is your birthday month, happy birthday to all of the August babies. Shout out to those of you who are listening all across the USA, those who are listening in other countries, those who are listening wherever you're listening from. Let me know what city, what country, what state, what's going on in your neck of the woods. So today's podcast is being sponsored by our Boundaries Collection, and that comes in a mug, a hoodie, a t-shirt, and it is a reminder to be protective about your boundaries. All of our merch is available by going to CassandraMacMerch.com. On today's episode, we're talking about four ways the enemy pulls us away from our purpose. And this is going to be done in two parts. In today's episode, we're going to focus on the first two ways. And in next week's episode, we will look at uh, two more ways that the enemy pulls us away from our purpose. Have you ever noticed that whenever you are trying to level up your life in any area, it could be health and fitness, your finances, leveling up your business, rebranding your business, growing your ministry, uh, your relationship, it doesn't matter the area. Have you ever noticed that oftentimes you will find yourself being pulled away from your purpose, even though you know that you have a clear vision of what you want your preferred future to look like, and you are making moves towards the achievement of that vision through your goals and your dreams. Well, oftentimes when the enemy knows that we are trying to better our lives, right? That we are trying to make a difference, not just in our own life, but we're trying to make a positive impact in the lives of other people so that we can leave a legacy that lives beyond our physical lifespan, oftentimes the enemy will try to steal, kill, and destroy that because the enemy doesn't want that. And so it is important to be cognizant of that when you are focusing on what we call the five Gs. You are focusing on your relationship with God, your growth, your greatness, your goals, and bringing God glory through the life you live and the legacy you leave. And so the first way that the enemy tries to pull us from our purpose is through distraction. And distraction is anything that prevents us from moving towards our destiny, our goal, our calling, our purpose in life. And it can come in the form of a situation. It can come in the form of another person. It can come in the form of our own habits, lack of discipline the inability to stick to one thing at a time, see it through, and then move on to the next task. And so you want to ask yourself, do you find yourself getting easily distracted now that you have made a clear decision to level up a particular area of your life, to do or pursue something that is going to change your life for the better? See, the thing to keep in mind about the enemy is the Bible says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The thief comes only, it has the word only there. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Christ comes so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And so whenever you find yourself being distracted, a helpful tactic is to just pause and 
to ask yourself the question, what is the enemy trying to steal from me, kill in me, or destroy of mine by the tactic of distraction? Is the enemy trying to steal my focus and my attention so that I'm focusing on the wrong thing, which is going to hinder or slow down my rate of progress? Is the enemy trying to kill something in me, like my joy, my concentration, my peace of mind, maybe even my character, how I know that I live in terms of my value system? Does the enemy have me stepping out of character? And when I look back at my behavior, I say, I'm better than this. I know that this is not me and I need to come back to my senses. Is the enemy trying to destroy something that I'm building? I've been building my character. I've been building this ministry. I've been building this brand. And so we can't be ignorant of the enemy's devices, right? The Bible says, do not be ignorant of the enemy's devices for Satan will get an advantage over us. And so a lot of times we say these scriptures and we don't always think about how they apply to every facet of life. And when you find yourself being distracted and you know that you are doing and pursuing things to better your life, better the world, better your community, better your family, you want to just pause and ask yourself, what is the enemy through the tactic of distraction trying to steal from me the intangibles, trying to kill in me or trying to destroy, that's mine, my brand? Is he trying to destroy my brand by getting me to behave in a way that's not cool? Is he trying to destroy my ministry by putting me in a situation where I, I come out so far from my character that it's hard to be a witness because of how I'm engaging a particular individual or a particular situation? And so these are questions we ask ourselves. And once we begin to say, okay, I'm on to the enemy. I, I see what he's trying to do. Then we are able to regroup so that we can refocus it's not about beating ourselves up, right? It is about regrouping so that we can refocus. We can say, okay, you know what? Enemy, I'm on to you. And what we're not going to do is I'm not going to allow you to get in my head and have me destroy the very thing that I'm trying to build. I'm not going to have you get in my head and have me react to things that don't even deserve my attention. I'm not going to have you get in my head and have me all over the place where I'm not focusing on the main thing that I need to focus on so that I can move the needle forward on what it is that I'm trying to build. See, we need to talk to ourselves. That's positive self-talk. The Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so when we renew our mind, meaning our thought process, when we renew our thought process, our outlook and our mindset by reminding ourselves of what the scriptures say in terms of who we are in God, what we have the capacity and the power to do through God, and who God is, it helps us to get back on our center and stand on our square, so to speak. So this is what Proverbs 4, 25 says, and I want to use this verse so that we can tackle distraction. And here's the thing, none of us are perfect, myself included, we all fall short of the glory. I get distracted like everybody else. And so here is a scripture that is really helpful if you find that the enemy tends to use distraction to get the best of you. So Proverbs 4.25 says, let your eyes look straight ahead, 
fix your gaze directly before you. So essentially focus on what's in front of you. Let your eyes look straight ahead. But then it goes on to say, fix your gaze directly before you. Your gaze represents your focus. It's more than just looking. It is your focus. What are you giving your emotional energy, your mental focus, and your time to? How are you utilizing your time? See, that's your gaze. A gaze is more than a look. Fix your gaze. Set. Make up your mind. That's what fix means. Set your gaze. Make up your mind that you are going to focus on what's more, most, most important to you in this situation. So what's most important? The building of the brand? Your finances, if it's your finances, health and fitness, maybe you fell off the wagon. Maybe you're focusing on your sobriety and you fell off the wagon. Well, get back on. Fix your gaze. Okay, you can't do nothing about yesterday and the drink you had yesterday. Today's a new day. Today's a new day. Rejoice in this new day. Be glad in this new day and move the needle forward today and let yesterday go. Second way that the enemy tries to pull us away from our purpose, and this is a really sneaky tactic, is through disappointment. A lot of times when we have a goal that we want to achieve, right? And that goal is not coming to pass in the time frame that we think it should come into pass. And we see other people, people that we know, that seem like they are further ahead than us, that they are moving faster, and we feel like we got to play catch up, or we feel like we're the last person in line, so to speak. It is easy to allow disappointment to take us to a place where we begin to pull away from our purpose. We're less enthusiastic about what it is we're trying to build. We don't have the same level of uh, the same level of focus. We're not really uh, giving our time and attention and making it a priority in the way that we need to make it a priority because we're disappointed. And so when we're disappointed, it makes us lose hope. And when we lose hope, we can become vulnerable to the enemy's fiery darts. And those fiery darts can come into, can come in the form of our own thoughts. Well, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Is it ever going to happen for me? See, that's our own thoughts. That's self-doubt. That's a fiery dart from the enemy. That's not coming from God because God already lets us know that he who started a good work in us will bring it to completion. And so that's the voice of God, right? The scripture. But sometimes what happens is on the heels of disappointment, we start to entertain the voice of the enemy. Well, remember what my dad said? He said I was never going to be nothing. Remember what my mom said? She said that I was never going to be successful. It wasn't in the cards for me. And we start reliving old conversations that don't even qualify to be in our headspace. They don't even qualify to be part of our renewed mindset, yet and still we're entertaining old toxic, self-sabotaging conversations, thoughts that don't even align with what we're doing, what we're pursuing, and who we are trying to evolve into. We got to catch that and be like, hold up, wait a minute, this ain't even me. This is not even me talking. This is the enemy trying to make me believe that because it's taking longer than I anticipated, that somehow, some way it's not going to ho- happen. But perhaps you have an oak tree purpose. And if you think about the oak tree, it starts out as an acorn. And it takes a long time to grow. 
And if you look at other trees, you may naively believe that because your tree isn't growing as fast as the other trees, that it's not going to happen for you when, when the oak tree is one of the biggest trees. And so when you have an oak tree purpose, that's going to take some time. And so you got to be mindful of letting disappointment pull you away from your purpose. We get disappointed. I get disappointed. That's a natural emotion on the spectrum of human emotions. But what we want to do is monitor that and make sure that we don't allow disappointment to get us to a place where we start becoming hopeless. This is what the Bible says in Proverbs 13 and 12. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So when our hope is deferred, we do become in an emotionally bad place because we become, we become sad, we become depressed. We think, is it ever going to happen for me? Are my goals and dreams ever going to come to pass? But then it goes on to say the scripture, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. It is a tree of life. So perhaps you have an oak tree purpose, meaning that whatever it is that you are building, it is going to outlive your lifespan. That's not going to happen fast because it's going to touch other people. Maybe there are things that you're doing for your community, for your family. So your purpose is not limited to just your life but it's going to touch the lives of other people. That's not going to happen overnight. You can't rush that process. No matter how bad you want the summer to come or how bad you want the spring to come or whatever season is your uh, preferred season, you can't rush the season. The season comes when it comes. And so those are two ways that the enemy tries to pull us away from your purpose. So when you find that you are in a season where you were trying to better your life, where you were doing and pursuing some things to grow your life, to make some positive changes, be on the lookout for the ways that the enemy tries to pull you away from your purpose so that when you begin to notice that you're distracted or disappointment is uh, getting you to a level where you begin to doubt your ability to bring your goals and dreams into fruition so that you can catch yourself and renew your mind and be like, hold on, wait a minute. I, this is a trick from the enemy. He is trying to steal my hope. He is trying to kill my joy. He is trying to destroy my belief in my ability to bring my vision into fruition. And if God gave me the vision, he is going to give me the provision. I just have to stick to the plan. I have to, and even if I have to regroup, even if I have to change course, I just have to keep the faith and keep putting one foot in front of the other. So I hope that that helped you. Again, next week, we're going to talk about two more ways the enemy pulls us from our purpose. If you would like to dive deeper into unleashing your unstoppable so that you have the tools, the biblical tools to really begin to move the needle forward in your life, to transform your life of victorious living, to be able to develop the kind of mindset where you are unstoppable. Pick up a copy of the book, Unleash Your Unstoppable. I promise you it will bless your life. 
it builds a bridge between scripture and strategy so that you know how to walk out the scriptures so that you can move forward in the things that God has called you to do. The second uh, resource that I would recommend if you struggle with confidence, for anyone who struggles with confidence, maybe you have teenagers who struggle with confidence and really having a cemented identity of who you are in God, I would encourage you to get the book Speaking Life Into Your I Am. That is a book of biblical affirmation. So it takes 25 specific scriptures that speak to our identity as children of the Most High God. And then it walks us through each scripture, why it's important to affirm that scripture, how to affirm that scripture, and how to begin showing up as that person. So when we say scriptures like, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, what does it mean to be fearfully and wonderfully made? Why is it important to affirm that we're fearfully and wonderfully made by God? How does a person who truly believes that they are fearfully and wonderfully made by God, how do they show up in rooms? How do they handle stress? How do they handle curveballs? And so it really walks you through the tactical process of affirming each of those scriptures. My books can be found at Amazon as well as Barnes and Nobles. And so I would encourage you to do that. And if you are not part of our Wednesday Wellness Club, which meets by conference call the first and third Wednesday of every month, I would encourage you to join that as well. It is cheaper than therapy. So the Wednesday Wellness Club is one of the perks that come with being a member of the Cassandra Mac YouTube channel at the second tier or higher. So if you are a member of the Cassandra Mac YouTube channel at the second tier or higher, the Wednesday Wellness Club is an automatic perk that you have access to where you can join me live by conference call and we focus on not just mental health, we focus on mental resilience, mental fitness, emotional management, emotional grounding and stability, and mental self-care all through a biblical lens. And the beauty of the Wednesday Wellness Club is you get to interact with like-minded people who are doing and pursuing things to better their life. And so, uh, for more information about that, you can go to my website, CassandraMacMinistries.com, click on the link that says membership, and then you can follow the prompts from there. A lot of you who are business owners and you have ministries of your own or have ministries of your own, ask how can you advertise on the podcast? If you're interested in advertising on the Cassandra Mac podcast, maybe you are an author. So the place to advertise is the Cassandra Mac podcast so that you can leverage the Cassandra Mac brand. So if you're interested, simply go to strategiesforempoweredliving.com, click on the link that says advertising the Cassandra Mac podcast and follow the prompts from there. If our ministry has been a blessing to you, please consider giving a financial offering. Every bit helps. We are so thankful for those of you who faithfully sow into this ministry each and every week. We could not do what we do without your generosity. We thank God for you. And my prayer for you is God continue to bless you richly. So for more inspirational tips, tools, and teachings, you can join me each and every Sunday for our church by phone service, where we worship and fellowship with believers from all around the globe. More information, again, the website is the hub, CassandraMacMinistries.com. So let's close out with a prayer. Dear Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for showing us the ways that the enemy tries to pull us away from our purpose.
Help us to do what you say to do in Proverbs 4 and 25, to let our eyes look straight ahead and to fix our gaze directly before us so that we can focus on the things that you have called us to do and the things that you have purposed us to pursue. Help us whenever distraction or disappointment try to overtake our mind, try to bring us to a place where we begin to feel defeated or doubtful. Help us to remember that you started a good thing in us and that you're going to bring the good things that you started in us into completion. Help us to remember that. We seal this prayer in the mighty, one and only, wonder-working, life-affirming name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Have a blessed week. Remember to do your best to be a blessing wherever you go. Take care.